0: Hello and welcome to our channel, Corporality, and you're watching Conversation with Priya. I'm your host, Priya Mishra. Today, our guest is Daniela Stronowacki, she is the director of Stronowacki Associate, reputed Australian registered migration agent, a well-known public speaker, and a registered convencer. As a registered migration agent for Australia, she handles the entire government of e visa and immigration service such as a student visitor partner spouse child in migration parent age dependent relative skilled employer sponsor humanitarian visas refugee resident return visas and visa business visa she is also a member of migration institute of australia daniela is also a licensed convencer, assisting clients with the buying, scaling and transforming for subdividing of their properties. She pursued her Bachelor of Arts, Legal Studies, Bachelor of Law, and graduated diploma in immigration law and practice all from the Victoria University of Technology. She lives in Melton, Victoria. And today, we would like to unfold some of her story and the journey and how she started this business. Hey Daniela, thank you for joining in our show today and thanks for your acceptance. Thanks Priya, lovely to be here. Thank you. Would you like to tell our audience something about your journey? I mean, I have been hearing a lot of success stories. You have been helping many, many people in a different facade. Would you like to tell me how this all started?
1: Well, I've been a registered migration agent for almost 12 years. Yeah. And about... I don't know, I guess 12 years ago, I actually was a general uh, legal practitioner Mm -hmm. and I had a friend that was applying for a fiancé visa and she needed help drafting her statutory declaration to show obviously that she's in a committed relationship And once I helped her do that stat deck, the actual case officer said to her, your stat deck is really well done and you've got the visa. And I thought, okay, maybe this is my calling and this is what I should be doing. So I signed up and I did the migration course and I've been doing this ever since.
0: Uh, Destiny calling kind of thing. (laughs) Very interesting story. I mean, I heard that people make a lot of planning before they start. You know, you kind of feel like you bumped into it.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, and you, you've been enjoying as well. That's also amazing part to see that not many people enjoy that something they haven't planned well and was not passionate from the childhood kind of thing, you know. Yeah, it's
1: very, it's very exciting. Like every day I wake up and, you know, even during the night if I wake up, I'm constantly refreshing my emails. And when you see that auto letter generator and you know you've got that grant, it's very, very exciting. Even after 12 years, it's still exciting.
0: Yes, interesting because I have been hearing you a lot of stories. story and I every time you hear I can I can see that passion and the story yeah. goes behind it. Every candidate you put through your effort. So in this immigration law are becoming stricter and tougher everywhere in the world. How can migration agent help address the issues and problems of immigrations like this?
1: So a registered migration agent specializes in migration and what we do is We have to be very knowledgeable with the law in order to, I guess, re-register and become a migration agent every year. And so we're constantly up to date with the law and what's going on. And I'll speak about myself in general, and not for all migration agents, but Um, obviously with my knowledge and because I specialise in immigration as a whole, you have some agents that only do student visas, you have some agents that only do partner visas, but I do all visas. So I think the advantage is when someone comes to me and they say, I want to come to Australia, how do I do it? So, you know, I have a consultation with them, I grab all their details and then based on the information they give me, I know exactly what visa they can apply for. If we can do permanent residence straight away, then of course that's what I'm going to push for. But if we have to jump through temporary visas before we get to permanent, my client has a full pathway in advance knowing what they have to do to get to the permanent residence. So I think that's why it's important to have a migration agent. If they go on the immigration website, it is very detailed, but of course uh, it's general information and, you know, you have to really follow the law and the regulations to see whether or not you can actually meet the requirements. So it's very important to note that.
0: Yeah, I mean, having that education handy, how amazing it is. It's, it was not easy when I was migrating that time because of the majority of time, it was the lack of information. You know, the, does Australia have one of the toughest immigration law? Sorry, can you repeat that? Toughest immigration Australia law? have one of the toughest immigration law? What are the requirements of talents who wish to migrate to Australia and what does the country offers them?
1: At the moment, the the global talent visa is probably um, a priority visa for immigration Mm -hmm. because they're obviously looking for people that can set up a business, that have an idea, that will engage Australian citizens and Mm -hmm. obviously be involved in certain sectors that are going to, at this point, help recover the um, economy during the COVID pandemic. So, you know, if they've got a skill in resources, um, you know, agricultural food, energy, if they're from the health industry, uh, digitech, infrastructure, uh, financial services, if there's something where they can show that they've got a talent Mm -hmm. um, that, I guess, do something for Australia, then they will be considered for the global talent visa.
0: Interesting. So what are the most promising sectors that can
1: immigrate to Australia? How do you deal with the multicultural issue? The multicultural issue is actually not an issue. And it's funny you say that. (laughs) A lot of people say to me, oh, can I come to... Australia with an Indian passport? Or can I come to an Australian with an Argentinian passport? And what they don't understand is your passport is not a problem. You obviously need a passport to travel. But if you as a person can't meet the criteria for the visa, you're not going to get it. It's got nothing to do with your passport. So, I mean, to answer your question about, you know, what sort of occupations are really going at the moment, and we have to constantly keep up to date with each state because each state has their own list Yes. Getting changed because of COVID, I have to say, IT professions, mm-hmm. engineering professions, and the medical professions, in particular, the registered nurses.
0: Right, right. I mean, IT was uh, on requirement all time. I believe it's been ten years. I'm hearing it's a common requirement, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm. It's it, it's interesting to see that we are also looking towards more of an agriculture side
1: as well. You know. Uh, yeah. During the pandemic, agriculture, food production funnily enough this is something that's really needed yeah and whether there's an issue with import export because of the border closure so we're relying more now on the local labor market I'm not sure but it is something that they're looking at as well as even like childcare, aged care disability care all these things that weren't really a big thing uh, all of a sudden really needed for the COVID recovery.
0: Very very I mean it's I think uh, we can see why it is because it's becoming harder and harder actually dealing overseas considering this is not going to go away anytime soon. was Yeah, sadly. Sadly. Yeah, sadly. Uh, So how do you work with the people who have immigrated? Do you help uh, by providing them formalizing program and settle the blend or local community or something? Is there any program with you?
1: on that we we're pretty much a one-stop shop and what I do for my clients is pretty unique compared to others I've done my research so we help people all the way through the visa process including uh, preparing them for the English test in particular PTE Um, Mm -hmm. based on my research I think PTE is a more stable and consistent um, English test than IELTS right people prepare for the skills assessment so getting their um education and work experience recognized because if you're going for a skilled or work visa and you can't get that through you're not getting the visa so again Mm -hmm. nothing to do with the passport Um, and we have a a specialized skills consultant who deals with that so she can review the cv and determines whether or not you qualify now or there's extra things you need to do. Yeah. Uh, then I obviously do the visa and after the visa we assist with relocation. So if they don't have anyone in Australia, we meet them at the airport, we find them a rental property. If we can find free furniture, we put that in. We set up their bank accounts, we go touring with them, you know, you know, the next day of their arrival so they have a, a good experience coming into Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, grocery shopping with them. You know, why is this sugar more expensive than that sugar? Because the standards in their home country and in Australia is not the same. And when they come here, they're pretty much lost. They rely on me.
0: Yeah, I can correlate. I mean, I, I, when I came here, I have no idea where I'm going, to be honest. I came on 457 visa, uh, no doubt. Company did not provide me the accommodation or anything. So finding uh, on weekend a uh, hotel was a challenge. I was actually four hours in on taxi, searching things around, you know, it was not easy. Then 20 days, I'm pure vegetarian, 20 days I was on food. Um, I had no idea what to eat because it everything was like meat oriented. I can see, it was, was hard for me to figure out. Um, and I was very shy to ask people like where to go, what to eat, uh, you know? So it was not very easy journey for me when I'm immigrated here, you know? Um, and it will be so helpful in 20 days. Can you imagine a person is not able
1: to find yes. <laughs> Well, it's not just food. You're paying 20 days for hotels and transports. Yeah. This is why we do our best to get our client a rental property before they even come to Australia. So we hop on Zoom or Skype. Um, you know, we show them the property while we're with the real estate agent. And if you don't have any history of renting in Australia, it is extremely hard to get a rental property. So <laughs> you know, as a migration agent, I do a support letter for my clients. And I really plead with the real estate agents to try and get a rental property. And when I find rental properties, I'm very careful that it's near a school if they have children, it's near a bus stop, it's near a shopping centre across the road. I try and make things as, as easy as possible for them to integrate before they decide to move on, buy a house, get a bigger rental property, start their own business. Um, you know, all the people I deal with, I deal all the way from temporary to citizenship. And to this day, they still call me if they need something. Daniella, I need a doctor. Or Daniella, do you have a mortgage broker? So everyone still relies on me for advice.
0: Yeah, not so important because I, I mean, I was on work visa, right? So companies should have facilitated and educated me on that. But unfortunately, that doesn't happen. People don't get involved at the level you are actually offering. I wish I would have met you at that time. And I'm like, people who will be joining you will be really lucky, you know, because I think you thank you. hard time I have gone through for five, six months. Yes,
1: it's not easy. And you're wasting a lot of time and money. Yeah you to be wasting money in a hotel especially those on student visas like they're only allowed to work 20 hours a week and you know they have these big fees in school yeah. um, and struggling to find a place and it's it's really difficult if you don't have the support mm,
0: mm. and you know when I when I joined in here like it was every nitty-gritty details which you are explaining now it helps a lot it especially when you're first time and I came straight away. I have to join the job because I was on four, five, seven visa, you know, I was transferred. So how are you, by the time the job was finishing, everything was closed. Five, five, six years. What can you do exactly right? So that was the challenge. But uh, yeah, it's it's a really amazing, uh, you know, facilities you are offering. These are, um, you know, those are skills who graduated visa expiring soon. Now that the skill migration program is limited, what can they do? Like, you know, are you helping those people who are like struggling during this COVID time?
1: Absolutely. There's a lot of people at the moment where their skilled graduate visas are actually expiring on 15 March. Mm-hmm. um so they're all now deciding last minute what are they going to do some of them should have applied a while ago for the skilled migration program mm-hmm. i just think that in their head they thought they thought they had time i don't think they realize that you know the sooner you start to prepare the better even before you get the skilled graduate visa and you finish your student visa you should be planning out how you're going to get to that skilled migration because there's yeah. there's two sorts of people for the 485 visa you've got the postgraduate stream they get the 485 visa for two years yeah and then- graduate stream, they're the people that get the visa for 18 months. Now, the ones that get it for two years, they're okay to go on a temporary work visa if they've been working for two years in an occupation that's on the list and they have a sponsor. So, they're safe. Yeah. And then, obviously, you know, time after that they can apply for permanent residence. But those that have the graduate visa for 18 months and they're yeah. for six months for the two years, they can apply for a training visa. Yeah. So, long as... Uh, two things happen. You either have finished your qualification within 24 months of applying mm-hmm. or you have 12 months experience and you need more. So to build up your professional development. Right. So that that training visa effectively is a work visa mm-hmm. and obviously that's going to give them that six months to complete. So they've got two years in total work experience then they can apply for a temporary work visa. Yeah, um, yeah. I have others that are obviously getting married. Um, you know, these are people that have been on student visas for like five, six years first. So it's quite normal that they've integrated, you know, met the love of their life and they're going down the partner visa route. Um, and then you have others that are fortunate. And during this pandemic, they've got a skill that Australia needs and they're getting that skilled migration visa through.
0: Very interesting. So, and it, all with all these travel exemptions, uh, you know, how, how are you tackling, how are you helping people in that regards? I've
1: got to be honest with you. I'm literally getting grey hair from the stress. So... <laughs> It's it's really hard, you know, everyone's really stressed, it's really, really sensitive. I in in my history of dealing in my migration journey, I understand people get frustrated and stressed. And you know, you have people that cry. Sometimes you're like a counselor to your clients, yeah, you know, they just need someone to talk to. Right. Um, but I've got to admit the travel exemptions is probably the most stressful out of everything I have to possibly do. Hmm. Even though there's criteria you can meet, it's not very detailed. It comes down to the person that's assessing it. Right. They warrant compelling, compassionate grounds or they don't. I mean, there's even things like, you know, if you've got a critical skill, you can get an exemption. Um, but the problem is if you don't have a sponsor, it doesn't matter that you've got a critical skill. You can't get the travel exemption just on the basis you've got an occupation they need. Wow. So it's it's very vague as to what you can do. Um, mm. Lately all mine have been approved touchwood except for one and yep. that I'm actually taking it further and making complaints because I think it's a a breach of human rights and he's been separated from his family for a very long time Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah I'm hopefully gonna get that one through I'm still waiting to find out what's happening but I am fighting to push that through travel exemptions are not easy I can tell you
0: yeah, no, it's it's a hard time and there are a lot of confusion and, and government is also not sure. I don't think they have seen this kind of a scenarios and it's a building the new policy and it's it's been challenging for both sides, I I'm, I'm can assume. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, it's not easy time we are going through and we wish we will pass through that. But t- I heard that you are also expanding in other part of the world. So how is it going that journey for you?
1: Well, what could I say? COVID has kind of put things in a stop for me at the moment. Um, This was all meant to be done March last year, but obviously I can't travel and I need to travel to finalise setting up the companies in these different countries. So I'm setting up in Dubai, I'm setting up in New York and in Auckland. So... I really have to travel in order to go and finalise this, but we're almost there. I'm patient. I'm sure things are going to blow over soon. Yeah,
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I can't wait. I'm you know, Looking forward to how you grow, and I've been seeing your journey for a while. Looking forward to your seeing your growth and how you're going to do. Anything um, at the last before you go, any advice for the people who are travelling or migrating?
1: Be patient. Um, don't be frustrated. The situation is what it is and don't give up. So, you know, if you're doing a travel exemption and it's not approved, do it again. I know people that have done it 13 times before they've got that. Unfortunately, there's no real... Rule as to what you should be doing. Just be genuine and honest in what you're providing to either Australia Border Force or Department of Home Affairs or the Australian Embassy, and hopefully things work out. But I mean, if you're looking, if you haven't been to Australia before and you're looking at options in migrating, my advice to you is build up your English levels, build up your work experience, and get your education organised. Do your skills assessment, do your English tests, because all these results are valid for about two or three years. So that's a waste of time. Uh, sooner or later they're going to have to open up the borders these people are going to be ready to apply
0: right thank you so much thanks for joining in and I'm sure it is a quite value addition I would say you know especially in this scenario and in today's market thank you so much for joining in and explaining all that details uh, from your skill set and from your industry thank you thanks Priya Thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked it, like, comment and subscribe. If you haven't already done it, to know more about us, visit www.corporality.global. And also you can find more about Priya Mishra is on priya.sydney.